Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. It has been so fun to uh, be with you this whole weekend. This is pretty sweet. I love how God will use the victories, the brokenness, to give himself glory, to display his splendor, not just for your own life, but for the lives of those around you. Can we pray together? Jesus, we thank you for being everything that we could ever need. We thank you for meeting with us again in this place. God, we we know that your spirit was here before we ever stepped foot in the room. And so we pause to honor you, to give you the praise and the glory, because you deserve it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Awesome. God's been working on your heart this, this weekend, and he's been shifting his perspective of who he is in your life. He's been, he's been showing you the peace that he can offer, the peace that passes all understanding. He, he's been showing you how he wants to trade with you. He wants to take the very ash of your life and trade you for the beauty. And I need to let you know something, or you might know, but I need to remind you of something When you tap into all that God is and all that God has for your life, you will recognize that you are powerful. Everybody say, I am powerful. I am powerful. Come on, say, I am powerful. powerful. Come on, believe it. You are powerful. When you understand that God has created you on purpose, God has created you on purpose. God did not make a mistake when he created you. God had you in mind for something amazing. God created you on purpose. God has given you unique gifts and abilities that only you possess. Did you know that? That, that the gift that you have, no, yep, you. No one else has the giftings that you have. No one else has the unique abilities, the giftings that you have. God's given you special unique gifts that only you possess. And when you realize that, you'll, you'll understand that you have the power to change the world. And you're like, Tyler, seriously? The world? Yes, the world. Yes, you can. Recently, I've been attempting to watch every Marvel movie in order. It is so daunting. I am at um, Captain America Winter Soldier. I have so much farther to go. I've heard so much about Infinity War. It's on Netflix, and I haven't heard any spoilers, so shut it because I don't want it to be spoiled. But I've been, movies, Brady's favorite superhero is the Hulk. I feel like the Hulk is never a favorite, but for some reason Brady likes him because he gets to smash things, and Brady thinks he's so strong. It's so much fun. But can I just, I just, I need to pull, I need to see who I'm dealing with. Any, any Team Marvel in here, Team Marvel? Like, come on, make some noise, Team Marvel. Okay. Let's talk about the lesser half, Team DC. Team DC. Okay. We love you too. It's okay. No matter what side you're on, Team Marvel, Team DC, we are, I feel like we're in, we're in the middle of the superhero culture today, right? Like everything is around the next Avengers movie, the next superhero movie. It's this culture, right? We love watching movies with these superheroes that have these awesome 
powers, but one of the most underrated superheroes of all time has got to be Batman. I know. I, I, I feel weird saying it because I'm an Iron Man guy myself, but Batman must, he's got to be the most underrated, and here's why. Batman doesn't really have any superpowers. Like, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't really have any superpowers. He, he's just really smart, and he's really rich, right? Like, he's got the wisdom, and he's got the money. But what makes Batman special is what Batman chose to do with what he had. What makes Batman special is what he chose to do with what he had. He could have used his intellects and smarts to make himself more money or, or to make more money for himself, right? But he chose to use his wealth and his intelligence to make the world a better place. Now, a lot of you have the intelligence. I know that. I've talked to some of you. You have the intelligence. But I'm sure none of you really have the billions of dollars in your bank account. Um, so we know that you won't be the next Batman. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, pop. Um, but what we do know is that God has given each of you gifts and abilities that only you possess, and if you use them in the way that God has designed for you to use them, you can severely impact the world. Now imagine having superpowers. How cool would that be to have legitimate superpowers? So take a second, turn to your neighbor, and tell them the superpower that you would most want to have right now. What, what superpower would you want? Turn to your second choice and tell them to. What superpower? If you could pick any in the universe. I am sure... I'm sure that a lot of you, how many of you would, would, would want to fly? You'd want to fly. You'd want to fly. How many of you, um, let's see, how many of you would want to shoot lasers out of your eyes? Any laser shooters? Laser shooters? One, two people. How many would want the spider web stuff so you can fly around everywhere? You just, this, this guy just wants, you want all of them. You are a greedy human, okay? Um, how many want like x-ray vision? Okay, that's just weird. Don't do that. Um, what, what about knowing people's thoughts? Knowing people's thoughts, yeah, see. Every guy's hand should go in the air if I could only know the thoughts of my, my girlfriend, my spouse, right? Yeah, we, we would love. Actually, I don't know if I'd want to know. <laughs> I'd probably be severely overwhelmed. I don't know if I want to do that. But here, here's, here's the challenge, right? Here, here's what I think. We probably would pick superpowers that would make us look really cool or do really cool things. We would probably pick the superpowers that would just make us look awesome, right? We're, we're living in a world where everything that we do points back to us. If you look at social media, pretty much everything is focused on making us look good or make us look better than other people. We we do things that we want people to notice, right? We, we want the attention. We want the popularity. But why would God give us these special abilities, these powers, these gifts to be used? I believe that God has given us these things 
so that you can influence the people around you. Everybody say influence. When we think of influencers, we can think of someone like Steve Jobs, Kanye West, LeBron James, right? They have done a lot to grow their company, their brand, or even their teams that they're a part of. But the reason that we need to be good influencers isn't to make us look good. It isn't to gain popularity. It isn't just to change culture or even to change lives. It isn't to make a difference. The reason why we need to be good influencers, and you can write this down, is your influence is for God's glory. Straight up, your influence is for God's glory. It's not for your glory. It's not to make you look good. Your influence, your abilities, your giftings, what you choose to do with it is to make God look good. Your influence is to give him the credit. Your influence is for his glory. Check out Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, So let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So let your light shine before others. Why? So that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I'm going to rephrase this to help you understand. You can say it this way. Be the influencer that God created you to be so that when people see you, they see Jesus. Be the influencer that God created you to be so that when people see you, they see Jesus. Now, on the surface, that sounds good. That sounds, that sounds good, right? It sounds uh, pretty cool, right? It's like the perfect Christian formula, right? Like how to be a perfect Christian in a formula. A plus B equals C. Light shine plus good deeds equals glorifying God. But if you're thinking this way, then, then I'm afraid that you're missing the big part of the picture. If we think this way, we, we are at risk of doing great things with a bad heart. What am I talking about? When, when that verse talks about others seeing our good deeds, that's the influence that I'm talking about. When, when, when others can see the things that we do, that's, that's the influence. But here's the deal. We can often make influence about us when it's not about us at all. We can think that being influential means just doing good things and, and being a good person, but, but that's a problem. Because when we make influence all about our efforts, it becomes all about what we are doing. It's constantly trying to be good enough, but we're never going to be good enough on our own. We are never going to be good enough on our own. The whole purpose of doing good isn't so that others see us and want to be us. It's not to give us some sort of fame, popularity, or a platform. You can write this down. The point of influence and the point of doing good is to point back to God. The whole reason why we do this, the whole reason why we've journeyed from understanding how big God is to understanding that God is a comforter and God knows that you're not alone. The whole point of talking about sin last night and beauty for ashes, that has led us up to this point of what are we going to do with what we've heard? What are we going to choose to do with a weekend experience like this? Like Aaron said, if, if you keep this all to yourself here, then it's just another spiritual mountaintop experience that won't have any real meaning if your life if you leave it here. It's just another feel-good moment to make you feel good over the weekend, but if you don't take it with you, it's not going to mean anything. This is the reason why we gather together. This is the reason why you're sitting here today. This is the reason. 
Our influence is to point back to God. And if we miss this, we'll use our influence in all of the wrong ways. We are at risk of becoming hypocritical. We can say all the right things but have the wrong attitudes. And that's a big deal because Jesus could not stand hypocrites. You need to know this. You can write this down. Our influence comes from God to be used for God. Our influence comes from God to be used for God. If we don't realize that, then we're missing the point. The reason our good deeds bring glory to God is because on our own, like we talked about yesterday, we're flawed, we're sinners, we're, we're messed up, we're jacked up people. Come on, you know that you are, you know that you have issues, right? Check out what the Bible says. The Bible's full of proof, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Isaiah 64 says, all of us have become like the one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweep us away. Romans 7, 18, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature. For I have a desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. We're, we're flawed, we're sinners, we're messed up people, but here's the good news. It's only by God's goodness working through us that we are able to do anything good. It's only by God's goodness working through us, by God's grace working through us, in and out of me, in and out of you, that we are able to do anything good. How many can relate to that verse in Romans 17, can relate to what Paul is saying? You desire to do what is good. You desire to do what is right, but we just keep forgetting. We keep screwing up. We keep messing up, right? We all can relate to that. You do one thing, one good thing, and you feel good about yourself, but the next thing you know, you've made five wrong decisions after that. You listen to your parents one day, but then you lie to them the next day. You, you learn about purity at church, and then you get grounded again uh, for, for looking at things that, that you shouldn't be doing. You finally get your grades up one day, but the next quarter, you, you, you slack and your grades are suffering because you're not doing your homework. You're nice to that left out kid at school, but then you share gossip in your DMs the next day. You come to RVR and you worship Jesus, but then you go to school tomorrow and you use bad language. The day before, you're praising God with your mouth. The next day, you're cursing other people with your words, right? You love Jesus, but you just can't stand and hate that one kid. Listen, the list can go on forever and ever, but hear me, you are not alone. All of us, I struggle with the desire to do what is good, but understanding that I'm human, I mess up too. All of us struggle with this, and you might be hearing this, and you might start to feel bad about yourself, but listen, I don't want you to feel bad about yourself, because listen, you can write this down. We have to realize our inadequacy to recognize who God is. In order to understand the goodness of God, you have to understand and come to grips with and accept the fact that on the surface, you are inadequate. We are not good enough. We, we, we have to, on the surface, that, that's because we have to allow God to become in and through us. That is when... We understand that we are actually good enough because of what God has done. When we do that, we realize that we just get to be a part of the picture. We stop looking for ways to pat ourselves on the back. We, we stop looking for ways to be an influencer for just our sake. Instead, we are convicted in a good way of God's goodness working in us and through us. It's kind of like this. Imagine if someone walked up to you just as you are hanging the Mona Lisa picture. We, you've probably seen this picture before. It's a it's famous, famous picture. Imagine if you were working at a museum and uh, you were hanging this picture 
on the wall as some tourist people were, were walking in, right? And they look at you hanging there, and they get super excited. They say, oh, my goodness, you did such an amazing job on that picture. Hey, can I get your autograph? Can, hey, let me, let me take a selfie with you for a second. Hey, what, what's your handle on Instagram? Let me follow you. Let me share. What's the hashtag? Let, 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 me, let me get all this information about you. Hey, hey, come see this person. Look at what they did. It would probably be pretty easy for you to say, hey, I appreciate your words, but I, I, <laughs> there's no way I painted that. Uh, you, you should see my drawings. It is nowhere near as good as what Da Vinci did. Da Vinci did that one. It is not me. In the same way, when you truly come to grips with your sinful nature, when you realized how messed up you really are, it becomes so much easier to point back to God when we do anything good or right. Let me be honest with you. The challenge that I personally have I was telling people earlier, I, I, have, I had zero desire to do any of this. Business degree from college, wanted to get in the business field. I had, I had no desire. But now that I'm in it, here's my challenge. How much praise can I get? Are people talking to me on, on social media? Are people posting quotes I have? And, and my, my fleshly desire is to be praised for how good I did. And one of the most, I have a friend back at, back at church, uh, my mentor, and, and I go up to him after he preached. I'm like, Mark, hey, man, that was good. And he says the most annoying thing ever. Mark, hey, that was good. He says this, all to Jesus. It's so annoying because I just want him to say thank you, right? Thank you. But no, what he does is he deflects it. Hey, all to Jesus. He takes all, and, and that's my challenge. I'm still coming to grips with it. That everything that I'm saying, everything I'm doing is not out of my own, my own self. It's, it's what God is doing through me. And so everything that, it, that I'm saying, God has given me to say, and the glory goes back to God. When you realize your sinful nature, when you realize, hey, I, I know God has given me gifts, but on my own, I'm nothing. God deserves the credit. When someone sees us doing something amazing, listen, it's not about us. It's about giving God glory, giving glory to God who put the power to do good in us and is working through us. Listen, you are powerful people. You are influential people. Every action, every decision that you make pushes the world in one direction or another, but if you call yourself a Jesus follower, all of your influence is for God's glory. And you may ask, well, you've been saying this G word a lot, glory. What, what do you mean by, by glory? It was so funny. I have this point written down, and you guys actually showed it to me uh, last night. So I'm walking in during the pre-show, and you guys were playing this game. I think it was like a... Um, what do you call that game? Uh, you're pointing at the lights. Uh, what, musical chairs, something like that, but with the lights? With the lights, right. I walk in, and everyone's spread out, and, and for some reason or another, and I didn't hear the rules, you're just pointing at a light. And I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> but I come in, and everyone's pointing at the light. So guess what my first, my, my first glance was? Everyone's pointing up. Guess where I looked? Up. Everybody point up. Everybody point up. Everybody point up. 
If someone were to walk through those doors and to see you point upward, they're not going to look at me. They're going to look and say, what are they pointing at? When I walked in and I saw you playing that game, I didn't look to see, what, what are you doing? Where are you standing? No, I said, what are they pointing at, right? That is what glory means. Glory means pointing back to where the glory is coming from. It means pointing back and saying, hey, I'm pointing up so that when people see me, they don't just see me. What are you pointing at? When you live your life, when you say the things that you're saying, where are you pointing? When you're going to school and you're hanging out in your clique and the conversations that you're having and people walk by, where are you pointing? With that party that you're going to that you know that you shouldn't, where are you pointing? In the conversations that you're having, where are you pointing? We don't influence to make a name for ourselves. We, we're using our influence to point to something bigger and better than ourselves. The call to point to God changes our good deeds from pointless self-worship to life-changing, eternal benefits for us and the others around us. So what do we do? We come to terms with our sinful nature, and we invite Jesus to work in us in challenging ways so not only that we are saved, but also so we can invite others to be a part of the family of God. When imperfect humans produce good in a dying world, it gives glory to God. You can write this down. The more glory we give to God, the more people see him and not us. The more glory we give to God, the more people see him and not us. The band can come. Imagine what impact could be made if you chose to influence for God's glory. Imagine the kind of conversations that could happen in your schools tomorrow if you chose to influence for God's glory. Imagine the life change that could happen in the lives of your family if you chose to influence for God's glory. Using our influence for God's glory gives meaning to our lives. It, it negates this empty, pointless outlook that social media can have on us and the struggle to gain followers or likes. Some of you are recognizing that you're doing whatever you can to get noticed, to get likes, to get the credit, to get the praise, to get the accolades, to get all of this recognition. But maybe this morning you're realizing that God is the one that deserves all the credit. God is the one that deserves all the attention. God is the one that deserves all of the credit. Maybe some of you never realize that apart from God, we can't do anything. Maybe you've been going through life thinking, hey, I'm a good person and surely that will get me into heaven. But the truth is we could never, never earn our way into heaven. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. But like we heard this weekend, we all have junk, we all have sin, and that sin separates us from God. But the amazing thing is that God loved us so much that he chose to see past our mistakes, past our mess, past our sin, and created a way to fix and unify our relationship with him. And so God did something drastic. God did something bold. God sent his very own son to live a perfect, sinless life, 
to go through life and experience heartache, to go through life and experience pain, rejection, hurt, betrayal. He was physically hurt. He knows the pains of this earth. And God sent a perfect, sinless son to come and live a perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice to take the punishment that we deserved so that we could have a relationship with God. And the beauty of that story is that three days later, three days after he hung a cross, bearing your imperfection, bearing the weight of the decisions that you make, bearing the sin, the shame, the hurt that you're carrying. Three days later, Jesus rose again from the grave, defeating death so that we could have eternal life. And RVR, that is why God deserves all the glory. That is why God deserves all the credit. That is why we point. That is why we shift our perspective into what we can see, what we can get, what we can be said about us. And instead of pointing back, God did it. God did it. You have a breakthrough this weekend? Liberty, Liberty worship is great. They're amazing. They didn't do it. Nothing that I said, I didn't do it. The small group leader that you have, they didn't, they didn't do it. RVR, the staff, they didn't do it. God did it. God did it. God did it. But here's the challenge. Here, here's, here's the amazing thing. Liberty Worship, RVR, your leaders, myself, what did we do? God, would you use me? God, would you allow me to influence? And what God did is God came in us and God came through us to influence you to have a breakthrough this weekend. And God's not done with you. God is not done this weekend. God wants to go with you back to your homes this evening. God wants to go into your schools tomorrow. God wants to go on your baseball field this spring. God wants to go on the softball field, the lacrosse field, the tennis court. God wants to go where you go. And if you say, God, use me, God will come in like a flood and use you unlike you've ever been used before. God wants to do something in you. Listen, you might be feeling, you might be feeling too inadequate. You might be feeling like, I'm not good enough. I'm only a freshman. That I'm, I, I don't have enough gifts yet. Listen, if you make yourself available, you will be shocked at what God can do through you. Some of you have a dream of what you want to be. And you're angry because you're not at where you want to be. Can I tell you something? God has put you exactly where you are for a specific purpose right now. You may not like your home life. Did you know that God has put you in your home for a reason? Yes, you're a son, you're a daughter, but you can influence the people you live with. You may hate your school, you may hate your classes, you may hate the place that you're in, but did you know that God has put you where you are in the season that you're in for a reason? You are an influencer. You are powerful. And you might be thinking, I, I, I can't, I, I, I thank you for telling me that I'm powerful, that I'm an influencer, but I will influence when I get my life together. 
know now. If you wait until you have your life together, you won't influence because listen, you will never have your life together. Spoiler alert, it's not happening. So what are you going to do right now? What are you gonna do right now in the place that God has placed you? What are you gonna do? What's your choice? What's your decision? Are you going to make an impact for the kingdom? Or are you just gonna keep this for yourself? Go home, get back into your same routine, your same habits, and wait for 12 months until you can come back to RVR for winter meltdown and have this good experience again. You feel good for 36, 48 hours, and you go home and you start the cycle. Or are you going to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to make my life count. I'm going to make my influence count. I'm going to go home and I'm going to start a small group at my school. I'm going to read a devotional every single day with my friends at my school. I'm going to go to my my sports team and I'm going to lead them in a prayer before we play. I'm going to make an impact because God has given me gifts and abilities that only I possess and I can make a difference now. You, RVR, you, you are powerful people. You are not what you think that you are. You are called. You are called by God with a purpose. You are equipped. God will give you everything you need for exactly what he wants for you to do. You are gifted. God is the the only one to give you the gifts and the abilities that you possess. God has qualified you. No one else can qualify you. If it's about qualification, then I should put this microphone down and run out these doors because I am not qualified to be here. But God is the one who qualifies. You are called, you are gifted, you are qualified, you are known by God. And let me tell you something right now, you are ready to make an impact. You are ready. You're ready. I don't care how young you are. And listen, can I talk to the leaders? You're not too old to make a difference. You are not done yet. You are are not past your expiration date of ministry. You have more that God has for you. There is more that God wants to do in you, leaders. There is more influence that God wants to do in you. There are more lives that only you are supposed to reach. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. It's time that we step up and say, God, let's go. Let's go. Use me in the way that you want me to be used not for my own glory, not because it makes me feel good, not because I might get a few likes on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. No, because of what he did, who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, and what he will do in your life. That is why we influence. Can we all stand together? It's been an honor to be with you this weekend. Maybe you've heard the gospel. Maybe you've heard about Jesus. You've had the opportunity, but you're fearful. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to surrender. I don't know. Come on. Let's make this count. So Jesus, in this moment, we recognize that we are sinners. We recognize that we are messed up. 
and that on the surface, on our own, we cannot do anything. But God, I ask that you come and fill my life. Would you resurrect the things that were once dead? Would you awaken my spirit, awaken my soul, awaken my purpose? Will you resurrect my desires, resurrect my, de my destiny? Would you resurrect the life that you've given me? God, would you allow me to, to live a life that is worthy of the calling that we have received? God, would you use us? We make ourselves available. God, give us opportunities to impact and influence the people around us, not for our own glory, not to make us look good, but because you are good and you deserve all of the credit. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, RVR, let's worship. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Life After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.